your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, and hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. If you change your mind. Take a chance, take a chance, it is hour three here on this Valentine's Day. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Text line's open for you, 744-2990. David Till joins us coming up in about half an hour. Now, though, it's time for the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And good morning, William. How are you, my friend? I am well. Good morning to you. It's great to have Louise on board again today. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. I'm excited. We've got so much to get to today. Louise has some tickets to give away. Yeah. We've got so yeah, much man. to talk about. The Hokies played uh, so well last night. The mm-hmm. women have a huge game tomorrow. Uh, man, there's a lot of really exciting stuff happening. A lot. A whole lot going on. No question about it. And uh, the men last night got a much-needed win, so that was good. Good start to the basketball week. Yep. Good consistent play. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, they a couple of things. You know, the game on Saturday at Notre Dame, and even at the game down at Miami, the Hokies, the game at Miami, they turned the ball over a whole bunch late. I thought maybe they got tired. And the same thing at Notre Dame, you know. And I thought last night – and you really have to against Florida State because Coach Hamilton plays so many people. But the Hokies got contributions out of other guys. They played more people, more kids got minutes, and they played so much better defensively in the second half. First half, FSU shot, I think, over 60%. Hokies buckled down defensively in the second half. The Hokies out-rebounded Florida State last night, and both coaches said the Hokies were quicker to the ball. You know, there was loose balls or getting rebounds. and I think they, they had better legs down the stretch. And I am so impressed at how much improved Poteet is. I just love yeah. to see him on the on the court under the basket and defending. 
Yeah, and you know, Lynn Kidd was really good last night. He had some big rebounds, mm-hmm. no fouls. So that was good. Hunter Couture had a season high, 20 points last night. Um, Hokies made 11 threes. You know what else they did, Louise? Hoke Tech's one of the top four or five free throw shooting teams in all of college basketball. They made their free throws again last night. Yeah, have to have those. Have to get that done. A lot of them taken between the two teams. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, ugly. yeah, the, the, and they got the free bacon, so. Ugly, we, ugly. Yeah. Yeah. A little choppy, but you know what? An ugly win. Hey, the Hokies had lost three in a row. Sometimes you got to just figure a way to grind out yeah, a absolutely. win. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and, you know, we had Kenny Brooks on yesterday, and he's got the rematch with Duke coming up. And like last year, Billy, he kind of referenced the game at Duke as being a turning point for the second straight year. Tech hasn't lost since, and – they're looking for a little bit of revenge tomorrow night. Oh, that game in Durham was not a happy day for the Hokies. No. Mm-mm. Blue Devils won, very lopsided game. So that's a big one tomorrow night. Sold out. Mm-hmm. Second straight second straight sellout at Castle, third of the year, I think, for the women. Um, you know, against BC, Tech didn't play great. Kayla King was really good. You know, Liz Kitley and Georgia Amor kind of like givens every game. But they're getting some more contribution off the bench. Mm-hmm. And the, I saw the projection yesterday. The Hokies are projected as a three seed in the NCAA Women's Tournament, which would be really, you know, mm-hmm. you'd like to be a one or a two, but it's okay. But they would get home games, you know, and that, that would be exciting. Good for the, Blacksburg good for the area, yeah. And that could go up, right? If they, I mean, if they finish out strong, I could see them getting into a number two slot. You could mm-hmm. see that maybe as an ACC champion, but that league being as tough as it is, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. They have nine teams in. I, I, as long as they're at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get to the Sweet 16 after that. Absolutely. Do you remember, Rick, Rick and I would talk about this back in the Big East, that UConn would host the Big East tournament. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They would host the first two rounds on their campus, and then they would host the East Regional. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're going to the final They, they, they played yeah. 10 straight postseason games at home. Yeah. yeah. Not that they weren't the best team, but they never sent Duke to like play at Tennessee or at Stanford. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, it kind of, and that's, I think that kept the women's game from growing, to be honest. And now that they've gotten more like the men in terms of where they're playing their games, it's helped a lot. Really I would really love is. neutral sites for every game, but if I'm, too. A, if I'm a Hokie fan and coach, Let's play him at Castle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Well, big happenings right now. And boy, Liz, the way she got beat around and yet still supplied a double-double the other night against BC, she says a lot about her character. Man, she is tough. I mean. I was at the BC game. There's a lot of elbows slime. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure it was. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes we never criticize officials in SMA. But, you know, the, the – Sometimes the women's game get more physical than you think, and I, I didn't think it was called particularly well. But no, I mean she's looking like Wowie Coyote sitting there in the post game <laughs> press conference with the mm-hmm. bumps on her head. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. A lot of them on the floor. Though. A lot of them on the floor. And, and this week as well, it's hard to believe, Bill. It's baseball season, man. College baseball season's oh, here. What in the world? Uh, the Hokies open up on. Uh, I have this written down here. What at Charlotte on uh, Friday? You know Robert Woodard, who was Tech's pitching coach. He's, he's I guess this is his fourth year as the head coach at Charlotte, and they're really good. They went to the tournament last yeah, year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, but you know Tech baseball should be really good again this year. They were picked sixth in the Coastal by the coaches. By the way, Wake Forest number one again. They they've got an amazing program. Yeah, right they do. There. They really do. Uh, but Tech softball is playing great. They're seventeenth in the country. They were four zero and one. 
uh, last week down at Auburn. They play five games this week in Arizona, starting against BYU on Friday. Um, two things I want to mention. Number one, Tech hit a grand slam in the in the top of the seventh inning and extra innings at Auburn. The rain came, and then they called it a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, the rain stopped shortly thereafter. Interesting decision by Auburn. to They didn't want to get a second loss. So they wiped off the grand slam and claimed the game ended in a tie. Yeah. We yeah. was robbed. <laughs> I mean, those are the rules. Those used to be the rules in baseball, too, but now you suspend a game and you can resume That's it right. The next day. That's right. Yeah, softball. If it's if it's a if if the rain comes in the fourteenth inning, it doesn't count. You've you've played fourteen innings for nothing, right? Yeah. That's, Why is that? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. but I do want to talk about something great, and that's uh, shortstop uh, Rachel Castine. She hit two grand slams last week, five home runs overall down at Auburn. She's the ACC Player of the Week. Go girl. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's very. very and they're good. on the road. They get to go to. That's pretty good. Now they get to go go to Arizona for a few days play out in phoenix uh but uh, they're back next wednesday a week from today against elon so that'll be the home opener i know there's a lot of softball fans here in, yes. in the nrv that's right yeah softball got underway last week and baseball this weekend as bill's talking about and basketball season's going on and louise you want to explain what you're offering yes. here today ticket wise for the peeps last two home games in castle to watch the queens play tomorrow night thursday the 15th is duke Sold out. I have yep sold out. Got two tickets. We're going to give away, and then the last home game, which will be the re- last regular season game for Kayla and Liz, is Sunday the twenty fifth against North Carolina. So two tickets for it. It's also a sold out game. By the way, I looked just for reef uh, reference here. Tickets for tomorrow night's Tech Duke women's game on the secondary market. The lowest I see as of right now is $80. Wow. $80. That's the lowest. That would be like, you know, row ZZZ. In, you know, the, <laughs> right. That right. is classified as a nosebleed. <laughs> right. The lowest price ticket. And we have good tickets to give away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for tomorrow night's yeah, game against yeah. Duke. Well, let's do it, Bill. You've got trivia. You ready, Rick? Yeah, I am ready. 639-4900, by the way. You better get it in quickly if you know the answer. Because, yeah, Bill just explained how expensive these really are on the market right now. All right, so in 1994, Tech won its first ever conference title in women's basketball. They went 24-6, and went to the NCAA tournament. They cut down the nets. They held a trophy up. What conference title did the Hokies win Ooh. in 1994? Ooh, good one. That's a good one. What conference Conference title? champions, 24-6. and six. They went to the NCAA tournament. What conference title did Tech 30 win? years ago in March. Hey, it is 30. Wow, that's right. 30th anniversary of this. What conference championship did the Hokies win? What league did they win? 1994. Okay, 1994. Which conference championship did the Tech women's basketball team win when they went 24-6. and six. And uh, let's go right to the Baker team hotline because they're buzzing. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Royal. Hey, Royal. What's going on? Oh, just driving to work. All right, Royal. Do you uh, have an answer to the question? How about the Atlantic 10? Bill Royal no. says the A-10. Mm-mm. No, not the A-10. Thank call, you, Royal. Call, call, back, call us back. All right. All right, let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Richie. Hey, Richie. What's going on, man? Which uh, which conference 
was Virginia Tech a part of in 1994? Which conference championship did they win? Mm, Metro. Metro, Bill, Ooh, was the Correct. Case. Really? Yeah. Metro Conference. Good. Congratulations. All right, Richie. Do me a favor. Call me back um, here at the break, if you would, and we'll get you all set up. Sweet. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, uh, were, you, were you our broadcaster? Thank you, Louise and Bill. Thank you. No, I was not. I came and worked for you uh, a few years after that with Bonnie. So, no, I wasn't, uh, okay. I wasn't there. That was, Carol, yeah, that was Carol Alfano. That was Carol. Yeah, yeah. So, there you Metro. go. The Metro Conference. Wow, brings back the days. I still love that league, man. I love the Metro Conference for the men's games, man, with Keith Lee and Freddie Solomon. That was my, that, that was my Virginia Tech basketball team that I got introduced to. Great, great teams. Good question, man. But the good news is, Bill, we got another one coming up a little bit later, right? We, we do. More tickets, yeah. More ticket giveaways. We got one more Stay tuned. Up. Yeah, we got one more coming up with uh, Bill Roth and Louise Baker here on the Roth Report on BDST. We'll find out what's going on with the youngsters in the SMA, Bill's Baker Team Game of the Week, and his NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. All that's coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth. We're coming up on the Roth Report after this. Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Buffalo and Moore in Reiner is pleased to announce they are back to full service for their customers. Dine in, carry out, or catering is now available. Call Connie Hale for that special birthday cake, a family-style takeout meal, or a quick grab-and-go lunch or dinner. Bring a friend and enjoy the full menu for dining in. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to shop local. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. You know, interest rates are coming down. Maybe it's time we consider a bigger house. We can think about it, but our house definitely needs some work before anyone comes to look. Well, you know Louise Baker helped our neighbors sell their house. They needed a painter, help with cleaning out the garage, and had way too much furniture. Oh yeah, the property did look good and sold quickly. Let's give Louise a call for some ideas on our house. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors, helping you to get ready to sell. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics.
From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And welcome you back the Roth Report here on BDST. And the SMA is thriving, kicking, lots, lots of stuff going on. We've got so many kids going in different directions. They called the FSU game last night. They'll call the Duke game tomorrow. Another crew is going down to Chapel Hill to call and write stories on the Virginia Tech men's game in Chapel Hill. We'll have another crew in Louisville. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I need to be a travel agent. Like we got kids <laughs> going to Chapel Hill. We got kids going to Louisville. We got mileage. We got hotels. We've got uh, a lot of things happening. But it's just great experience for them. Yeah, it is great, man. Like you said. I, I want mean, to brag about Riley Wyant, too, one of our yeah, alums, is now yeah. new anchor, news anchor, WWBT Channel 12 in Richmond, the NBC affiliate. And Riley's done great. She, she graduated from Tech a few years back, got a job initially in Charlottesville, a Channel 29 over there. I moved to Richmond as a reporter, an MMJ, multimedia journalist. I did some fill-in anchoring on the side, but was a reporter and covered stories. And now she's going to be sitting at the anchor desk. That's a big Big, big deal in Richmond. Absolutely. And she's she's you know just a few years out of tech and really happy for Riley. That's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. That's great. Yeah, that's that's a it's pressure, but the right kind of pressure, right? It's mm. good. It's kind of a yeah, it is a big moment for it her. It makes her instructor feel proud. Oh so. sure, yeah, the instructor's yeah. happy right now. <laughs> well, she asked, but you know she covers sports and news, right? So mm. when when Ted Leonsis gets. Uh, uh, his shot blocked, so to speak, by Virginia State Legislature on his new <laughs> arena. And, th- and that's a big story na- nationally, but it's a big story in Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's a sports angle, and then there's a, you know, a Republican governor wants it to happen. It gets nixed by a Democrat, you know, state legislator. You know, she, she's got to know that. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's why we... We mm-hmm. talk about both sides, and you got to know politics. You got to know culture. You know, you got to know sports. You got to understand if you're in Richmond. The, you know, the top story in Richmond is probably not the top story in Blacksburg, right? Right. It's, Absolutely. It's a state political kind of. It's the capital mm-hmm. of our state, and uh, so yeah, that was big news last All night. Right. All right, good stuff. What? Uh, speaking of Louise, what's uh, what's going to be your choice for Baker team game of the week this week? Well, let's see. How about uh, something that comes on at 2 o'clock on Sunday? On ESPN? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Men's basketball, maybe? That's uh, the ladies. Oh, ladies. Oh, that's right. Louisville. Louisville and Tech? Virginia Tech, Louisville. Okay. 2 o'clock Sunday, ESPN. That's a good one. This will be, what, the third time this year that Tech's going to have a major national... Fourth time, right? Iowa, LSU... NC State NC in prime State. time, and now yeah, 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 that's pretty good exposure. Yeah, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's no NFL going head to head with you on Sundays no, at two now. Not, no. any, not right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. It's for a done while. with. Yeah, it is. I'm it so is. I'm glad that's a big game. Louisville's really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Although they just lost up at Syracuse on a controversial ending last yeah, year. Yeah, I saw that. Saw you know, that. these are all big. You know, I mean. The Hokies have they've got the Duke game tomorrow. The, the the ladies will play Duke. That's huge. And then on the road, these, you know, and they're they got banged up a little bit against BC. So clutch time, crunch time, and clutch time. Yes, both. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, but they'll do it. They'll be all right. All right. Speaking of the ladies, uh, Louise, what about your second set of tickets here? This is for Sunday, February the twenty fifth. That is the last home game for the season. 
Uh, Tip-off is at 2 o'clock. Two women's basketball tickets for this last home game. And if the Duke ticket for tomorrow night, the cheapest, was 80. I can't imagine what it'll be for Liz Kitley's last home game. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And bring the tissues and all the hankies. Because yeah. Last regular season game, because there's a chance of NCAA yeah, games. Yeah, right. Exactly, right. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm emphasizing regular season. Yeah, that's true. Re- regular season game. There will be tears, and there will be... Yeah. And most of the tears are going to be from Coach Brooks. That's a lot of what? 79 career double doubles or 80? I forget what it is now. All time record. Anyway, we have two free tickets for someone right now for the Hokies Tar Heels women's game a week from Sunday. All right. All right. 639 4900. What is trivia question number two? I like this one because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was accurate. It's rare when you have a team a college baseball team where you have a player that goes on to play in the major leagues and then goes on to manage in the major leagues. Yes, that is yeah. a rare uh, twin bill, pun intended. Very rare, yeah. <laughs> Our trivia question for two tickets to the Hokies and Tar Heels, courtesy okay. of Louise Baker and the Baker team. All right. Name the Virginia Tech baseball alum who played in the major leagues and managed in the major leagues. He Ooh. was both a player and a manager in the major leagues. Ooh, I like it. Big one. Big one. The Virginia Tech baseball alum who was both a player and manager in the major league. 639 to celebrate the start of baseball season here, collegiately. 639-4900 if you want to go watch the Tech women on Sunday. And look Carolina. at that flicker. Oh, yeah. It didn't take long. They had, to, they, had to, they had to process the question, right? All right. <laughs> and then the Google search. And then the Google search. All right. Let's go back to the, uh, let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. Who's this? This is Wayne. Hey, Wayne. What's going on? Not much, not much. I'm hoping, hoping I'm right with this answer so I can see possibly the duo's final game. Not only Liz Kitley, but George Amor possibly, yeah, right? Yeah, it will Home be. Game. Yeah, it'll be her life. Yeah, yeah. What you got? I've got Johnny Oates. Johnny That's Oates. it. Johnny Oates. Wow. Congratulations. Yes. All right. Well, Wayne, you got him, man. Do you know where we are down here at the radio station? <laughs> I can try to find. I can try to find you. Uh, yeah, I can try and find it. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Well, congratulations. Thank you for listening. Thank you. So, call me back during so the much. break. Call, so call me back during the break, and we'll we'll get you taken care of. Johnny was a great player. All right. And, All right thanks. Thanks. Congrats. Yeah. 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 We don't talk about Johnny Oates enough. One of the great. Great dude. Great man. Great Virginian. Great hokey. Great baseball guy. Um. His numbers on the outfield fence at English Field, mm-hmm. and uh, excited to talk a little baseball. Yeah, good and, stuff. Uh, so, congrats, congrats. All right, time now for Bill's NRB Heart Clinic Top Three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top Three. Now back to Rick Watson. All right, what are we looking at here? I love the top three. Our NRV Heart Clinic top three. The best named sports figures that we should celebrate each year on Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> all right. Where are we going? This is good. You ready, Louise? I'm ready, yes. I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking of you because <laughs> today, at least for an hour, you are our Valentine. Thank you, in, yes. yes. In, and uh, I wore red just Valentine. for the occasion. Our top named sports figures to celebrate Valentine's Day. Number three. 
one of the great officials in the history of college basketball, TV Teddy, mm-hmm. of course, Ted Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice, mm. TV Teddy. Mm. Number two in our list of sports figures to celebrate Valentine's Day, rising star quarterback, Jordan Love. <laughs> he broke through at the end of the year, no and his, doubt. Yep, yep. He was, he was fun to watch. <laughs> Hokies have a kicker named Love, too, as you know, our kicker's named Love. Right, right. Jordan's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But my number one top-named sports figure to celebrate Valentine's Day with, another Hokie great, we can all appreciate, Brandon Flowers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, you got Valentine's, Love, and Flowers in your list. That's talent right there. (laughs) Brandon's down, uh, they're down in um, uh, Delray Beach. They're down in South Florida. He he comes to tech games, um, but his his kids are in athletics, and and he he wants to see them play on Fridays and Saturdays. Once they get out of high school, I've talked with Brandon about this. He's going to be... He's going to be around our program more once his uh, once he's not coaching and encouraging his kids in in their high school endeavor. But one of the greatest Hokies ever, great chief. I'm sure he's excited that his former team won the bowl game, uh, the Super Bowl game. But uh, we miss Brandon Flowers. Yeah, great player, great player, and great stuff from you as always, Bill. Always yeah, great thank to you, visit Bill. with you. Yeah, thank you, Louise, for for being such a supporter of the show and of women's yeah. athletics and and. Helping pack the castle. I'm I'm really excited about this Duke game tomorrow night mm-hmm. for, for for Kenny and, and the and the team. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more games. I think like that BC game. There are going to be some physical games. It's hard to guard the Hokies. So so you got to muck it up and get physical. Absolutely. And that's that's you, you, they're not going to call every foul. No, no, they're not. They're not. So. Well, I hope you and uh, hope you both have a great Valentine's Day. Thank lots you of very chocolates much. and f- lots of Brandon flowers for everybody. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. We Take appreciate care. you. Thanks, man. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate both. it. All right. Thank you. There you go. And Louise, thank you. That's awesome. You made a couple of people very happy. Oh, uh, I like that. Always giving back to the community. Louise Baker. All right, we're gonna take a break, come back. The second Hall of Famer of this third hour. David Till joins us next as we motor along here on this Wednesday. Here, final segment coming up. Thanks to uh, Bill Roth, the Roth Report, Louise Baker. We still had people calling for the tickets. We gave those away. So thank you, everybody, who uh, participated in our contest. Lots of folks chiming in. And we finish up our day today in the finest fashion possible. Joining us, he is a Hall of Favor himself, multiple occasions. He is the Sports Writer of the Year here in the Commonwealth. David Teal joins us. David, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Well, I think you summed it up perfectly because I was thinking the same thing last night watching Pitt. I'm going to go to Virginia first here before we talk about Tech, but uh, put the finishing touches on the Cavaliers. It, it's it's not an indictment at all in Virginia. I think it's just where Pitt's surging right now, right? Anybody who's followed them the last few weeks, they're playing really good basketball. Rick, they've won six out of seven. They've won five conference road games Ooh. since January. Two of those wins are at Cameron and at JPJ. 
find me another team in the country with two better road wins. Absolutely. I mean, Virginia had won 23 in a row at home, eight in a row overall, had limited 48 consecutive ACC opponents at home to fewer than 70 points. Pitt trashed all of those streaks. And, oh, by the way, made 14 threes, and I just looked this up before you called. That's the most threes against UVA since Purdue in the 2019 Elite Eight Classic. Wow, wow. Well, and Blake Henson was responsible for many of those. He was just, I mean, any time that Virginia was thinking about maybe, you know, getting back into this thing, he would always seemingly make a shot. He was terrific last night. He was. He wasn't as good as he was at Cameron when he went seven for seven from deep and stood on the press table and egged on the crazy. True. But True. He, he, he was pretty daggone good. And, you know, a- afterward, Rick, you know, Tony Bennett was not thrilled with some of their ball screen defense. He was absolutely unhappy that they got out-rebounded on the offensive end, 11-3, to which led to 13-2 to advantage and second-chance points. But he was quick to acknowledge how well Pitt played. And Virginia shot 50% last night and committed five turnovers. Mm. That's usually a recipe for victory. Right. For any, let alone a team as good as Virginia is defensively. But that speaks to how good Pitt was and the fact that Pitt outscored UVA by 30 points beyond the arc. Virginia only went four for, I think it was four for 13. Well, it does speak volumes, like you're saying. And, uh, and I'm, I'm personally glad. You and I have been talking about how competitive the league is. It's nice to see somebody stand up like this because um, they're going to play well for a while. And this is what February is all about, isn't it, Dave? You've covered a lot of Februarys. These are the type of teams, man, that can keep this rolling. Watch out for them come March. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a team, you know, the, not the core, but, but, but Henson and Diaz-Graham and Ish Leggett, you know, they were on that squad last year. They got into the tournament, won in the first four in Dayton, then upset Iowa State. I mean, they're accustomed. They know what March is about. Um, it's going to be real interesting to watch them. Well, here in Blacksburg, it was a late night. Um, it wasn't uh, really heavily attended that late. Lots of fouls, but Tech made their free throws, and uh, they won a game that they had to win, but still a lot of work to do for the Hokies, and they've got a couple of uh, tough road chores coming up, to say the least, because we're talking about Pitt being one of those games. The other one happened to be what's going to be a very angry Carolina team after last night as well. Well, and with a home game against UVA, sandwiched in there. Woo. So, yeah, rough rough road coming up for Virginia Tech. But you mentioned the free throws, Rick. The Hokies are the number four free throw shooting team in the country. Right. At nearly an 80% clip, and they were better than that last night. Uh, Bangdale, what, 28 out of 32. And just exceptional, Sean Padula was, was 14 for 15. In actually limited minutes because he was in foul trouble. Uh, it, you know, I didn't see any of the game. I listened to Zach and Mike uh, on on the broadcast, and it it sounded rough and ragged. <laughs> 
They called 47 fouls, and there were 67 free throws between the two teams. So, yeah, it was one of those nights. <laughs> I mean, it was darn near 1130, right? Yeah. When, when the thing ended? Mm-hmm. Thanks to TV. Ooh. Thank you, TV. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, yeah, apparently, apparently there were a bunch of reviews early on. At least that's what the sense I got from the Twitters. And, but, yeah, the free throws, nothing like those to slow a game to a slog. But good on Tech. You know, when Kidd matched his career high well, with 15 boards, they really needed that because they'd been having rebounding issues lately. Tyler Nickel was really good. And Hunter Couture with a season-high 20 points, which just doesn't really compute, does it? You, no. you figure Couture gets 20 pretty frequently, <laughs> but not yet this season until last night. David Teal joining us on the program, the Hall of Fame writer, the Virginia Sports Writer of the Year. And I had three different Carolina fans text me, can you please ask, are we concerned? Three out of five, they've lost two out of three. Uh, What's going on in Chapel Hill right now? (laughs) They have have lost their defensive mojo. I mean, all of us were, were praising the Tar Heels defense as recently as a couple weeks ago. But then, you know, Clemson ran in there and just from from the get-go was banging down shots in, in the Dean Doe. And then, you know, last night in Syracuse, what did Syracuse shoot? Like in the 60s, yes, right? Yeah. 60%? Yes, yes. No, crazy. Like the, 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 the best against Carolina in forever, I, I think I read somewhere. Like back in the Dean Smith era, just crazy numbers. So, yeah, reason to be concerned about Tar Heels, especially on the defensive end. And they were fortunate to win that game against Miami on the road. Or this could look a lot worse right now for them, to be honest with you. But, oh, uh, absolutely could. Yeah, 62%, David. 30 of 48 were the orange last night from the field. Man. <laughs> yeah. Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling can make buckets now. When, when, when they're feeling it, that is that is quite the backcourt. Well, it's 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 getting interesting like we knew it would. This time of year, this is what it's all about, and we're starting to see some resumes build with some schools that we kind of thought were better than they'd showed, and I think Syracuse and Pitt are two of those, right? It just seems like they had things in place early. You could see the glimpses, and maybe this continues for them. We'll see. Yeah. Pitt's got a long ways to go they to do. get an NCAA picture but and Rick this is a and I mentioned this in the piece that you referenced mm-hmm. this is a, a discourse for another day but the ACC on the net is getting punished for having played quality non-conference schedules whereas the Big 12 is getting rewarded for playing terrible non-conference schedules and Syracuse is one of those teams that played a really good schedule They've got nine losses. Seven of them are against teams in the top 40 of the net. Right. You know, teams like Gonzaga and Tennessee, you know, teams they lost to out in, uh, in the Maui Invitational. So, you know, the Orange are not, all nine losses, by the way, against the top 100. They don't have any bad losses. So, and, and that's what's holding Pitt back. The Panthers have that one ugly blotch on the resume. Lost to Missouri, 
in the ACC-SEC Challenge at home, and then Missouri hasn't won an SEC game. Well, the metrics, yeah. The metrics are out of whack, though, aren't they? Like you're saying, that just explains it all right there. To punish a team that, you know, I don't get that. That's, well, the, the, the metrics are out of whack, Rick, because you build your efficiency ratings early on by destroying non-conference opponents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went back and crunched and, and looked at some numbers yesterday. And I'm going to write about this either later in the week or early next week. But I, I can go part and parcel and give you details of Big 12 teams that have an average victory margin against quad four opponents of better than 35 points a game. Wow. I mean, they, they, they ran it up. And so when their conference season started, they were so high in the net. It's baked into the cake, and then it just feeds upon itself. Mm-hmm. They've kind of found a loophole, haven't they? In the, mm-hmm. in the metrics, yeah, what, that's what it is. Whether intentionally or not, they've discovered the secret sauce. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's it. Well, finally, let me ask you, and we don't really have time to get a – I want to talk to you about it more, but you've covered collegiate sports so well for so long. We were talking about all this now with – the. You know, the ESPN deal yesterday, the announcement of the playoff and this whole SEC Big Ten thing and the uncertainty about how it's going to look. What level of concern, if you had to do a number one to ten, what level of concern do you have for the future of college athletics from optimistic to pessimistic going forward? Rick, I'm not pessimistic, Rick, if they can just get their arms wrapped around the athlete compensation model. That's what's holding everything back. And maybe once they get the details of the CFP, the College Football Playoff Television Package, and they figure out how they're going to distribute the revenue to the various conferences. I'm not worried about the Big Ten and the SEC breaking away. I'm not worried about them having their own football playoff or trying to stage an, a, a basketball tournament on their own. The NCAA basketball tournament, they're not going to screw that up. They're not going to allow they, – they may expand it a little too much for my, for my yes. base and yeah. taste. But other than, they're not going to take away the Ivies automatic. They're not going to take away the Max automatic or the Big South. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. But they've got to figure out how they're going to share revenue with the athletes and somehow end this annual free agency for all. That's what they've got to do. I'm not smart enough to figure out how that gets done, whether it's collective bargaining, whether it's employee status, whether it's some kind of antitrust protection from Congress, but somehow, some way, they've got to figure that Agreed, a hundred percent, and you're so right too. It's almost like when they, when Sankey first brought up the thing about the Power Five NCAA tournament, he knew that got shot down pretty quickly. So now they've immediately turned their attention to adding more, but letting those mid majors, the Radfords of the world, still be able to be part. So you're right; they kind of went and they knew that wasn't going to work, didn't they? So now they're like, okay, look, let's just make it bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it was a non-starter, and they knew it. It was, it was it was completely ca- – Greg Sankey is nothing, Rick, if not calculated. Right. And- 
Yeah, exactly. 100%. Where are you going to be? Where are you headed now this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to go to Chapel Hill or Charlottesville. Two very intriguing games. I'll see both teams Monday night at Castle with, with Tech and UVA. Right. I'm, I'm kind of leaning to Charlottesville just because I haven't seen Wake in person, and I think they're pretty darn good, mm-hmm. and I think they're desperate, and I'm interested to see how Virginia responds to last night. Um, and the Hokies in Chapel Hill, I don't know. Yeah. Like you mentioned, it's going to be an angry bunch of targets. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Well, great stuff as always, and we'll get into a further discussion when we have more time. I'd love to get some of the take, but you're right. Uh, they got to leave the tournament alone. They are going to make it too big, but they won't take anything away, and we'll see if they can fix this whole NIO mess. David, we appreciate you as always, my friend. Safe travels. All right. Be good, Rick. Thank you. You too. There you go. Good stuff from David Teal. Thanks for the questions for David. Uh, he doesn't mind answering. Carolina fan, there you go. You should be worried because it's the defense that's failing your program right now, and that's never, ever a good thing. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Share a hokey bob text after this to wrap it up. Thanks to uh, Bill Roth, David Teal, Louise Baker here in hour number three. So the 47 uh, whistles last night called between Tech and Florida State. If you gave two-minute penalties, <laughs> Hokie Bob turned it into a hockey equation, which I always appreciate being a big hockey fan. Uh, and two minutes of penalty, that's 94 penalty minutes. Wow, that's true. 61 free throws. Not uh, not ideal, to say the least. Uh, tomorrow, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday here <laughs> on the program. So we'll have it for you. Have it for you tomorrow. I know we're going to have, uh, I know we're going to have Andy Bitter and uh, Dwight Vick. Not sure about other things that might go on tomorrow. As the day progresses, just go and, Check out our social media. We'll have it on the BDST Facebook Facebook, page. the electric friendship generator. By the way, you can always, if you miss the show, you can find the, uh, the podcast anywhere you enjoy podcasts, or you just go to our Facebook page, and uh, there it'll be for you to enjoy and to consume if you missed any part of the show. All right. That'll be tomorrow on the Thursday edition. Plus, we have two nationally televised basketball games here in the NRV. Highlanders, ESPNU at 8, and I believe the uh, Tech-Duke women's games on the ACC network. Is that right? I think that's right. But we'll preview both of those tomorrow as well. And we'll talk further about the future of what's happening here in college athletics. All right, everybody, enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day.
us here at News Center 4. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.